Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour 2. Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the show, I have now finally, I promised I would, I did, I sent out the Nashville Hot Fried Chicken Sandwich Recipe. I have spent weeks on this trying to get the balance of heat and crispiness because you don't want to get a soggy fried chicken sandwich. I figured it out. So if you text the word recipe, singular, not plural, recipe, no S on the end, recipe to 33777, you too can subscribe to the recipe list and you can click through when the link comes through and you can go see the recipe for the Nashville hot chicken sandwich. Now, I got a programming note for those of you who are in Georgia. Um, at the end of next month, you can go on and mark it on your calendar if you want. I've I've been trying to figure out a way to pull something off for those of you who are close to me. So uh, it, it's it's hard to travel right now. I got so much stuff going on, and I got a lot of trips that I have to go through. But um, Kennesaw, Georgia. North of Atlanta. I got a lot of listeners up in Rome. I got listeners in Clarksville and got listeners in Athens. Got listeners over in Carrollton um, and on, on different affiliates. And so Kennesaw has a governor's gun club. And so just go on and mark it on your calendar. I'm going to go to the governor's gun club uh, October 28th. Uh, and they have an incredible bourbon selection there. And also the best gun range in the state of Georgia. So you can go shoot guns. And then after you've shot guns, you can come to a bourbon tasting with me and hang out. Um, my buddy Rich McCormick, who's running for Congress, is going to be with me. Uh, somebody from the governor's team is going to be there talking about his campaign. Um, it will start selling tickets next week. I just want it on your radar so all of you know. Any of you listening, you're able to come. Uh, you can shoot guns, drink bourbon, except you got to drink bourbon and then shoot the guns. You can't go back to the gun range once you've been drinking. That would be a liability issue, but I just want you to be prepared. So now we must move on to the president of the United States, Donald John Trump, was right about something. And he is being ridiculed in the American media today for an idea he had that he was right about. It's in Maggie Haberman's book. As president, Donald Trump weighed bombing drug labs in Mexico after one of his leading public health officials came into the Oval Office wearing a dress uniform and said such facilities should be handled by putting lead to target to stop the flow of illicit substances across the border into the United States. He raised it several times, eventually asking a stunned Defense Secretary Mark Esper whether the United States could indeed bomb the labs, according to a new book by New York Times reporter Maggie Haberman. White House officials said the official assistant secretary for health, Brett Girard, often wore his dress uniform for meetings with Trump, which confused Trump. The response from White House aides was not to try to change Trump's view, but to consider asking Girard not to wear his uniform to the Oval Office anymore. Haberman writes in Confidence Men, an extensive book about Trump's time in New York and as president. The 607-page book, which has long been awaited by many of Trump's aides, is set to publish Tuesday. 
A copy was obtained by the Washington Post. The book details unusual and erratic interactions between Trump and world leaders, members of Congress, and his own aides, along with behind-the-scenes accounts of his time as a businessman. When asked by the Washington Post about the account of Oval Office discussions, Gerard said in an email he does not comment on such private conversations with Trump. He went on to criticize the flow of drugs across the border from Mexico and voice support for substance abuse treatment. But these measures will not stop the mass murder of Americans. Every option needs to be on the table. I know Brett Gerard uh, a little bit. He's been on this program several times. Good dude. Great background. Smart guy. Why is Donald Trump wrong? Why why is Donald Trump wrong? Why? The cartels are flooding the United States with victims of human trafficking and with drugs. They're getting fentanyl from China, and they're lacing it into their drugs that they're bringing into the United States to make them more addictive, but often killing people. They are, at this point, gaming the border scenario where they stockpile a bunch of people who have paid them to get into the United States. They send those people across the border together in mass. And when the border agents are distracted by the, the wave of people coming in a different direction, they send the drug runners across and then literally shoot flares into the sky so that the Department of Justice and the Border Patrol knows that the drug runners have made it into this country. That's just a phenomenon multiple members of Congress and Border Patrol agents have documented. Why is Donald Trump wrong? I mean, it's salacious. The aha, all shucks moment is, oh, he got fooled by this guy in, in the, the health field, health and human services, who wore his dress uniform. Donald Trump must have thought he was in the military. What an idiot. Does it matter? He wasn't wrong. When Donald Trump moved our embassy to Jerusalem, the experts said he would cause World War III. Has he? When Donald Trump killed Kasim Soleimani, the experts said he would start World War III. Has he? When Donald Trump rethought North Korean strategy, the experts said he would start World War III. Has he? When Donald Trump withdrew from the Paris Climate Accord, the experts said it would hurt the environment. Has it? The answer is no to all of these things. No. In fact, if anything, he did good by killing Soleimani. He did good by withdrawing from the Iran Agreement. He did good by withdrawing from the Paris Climate Accord. He did good by moving the embassy uh, to Jerusalem. The only thing that really was a failure there was the North Korean situation. But kudos to him for trying. 
the experts say a lot of things these days, and many times the experts are on the left, lean left, are politically of the left, and don't like the right, and so the advice they give is skewed to the left. When the experts talk about hurricanes, they've all bought into man-made global warming, and so therefore every single thing is skewed towards their views on man-made global warming. The experts in this case are horrified Donald Trump wanted to bomb the drug cartels. Mexico is a failing or failed state. You get accused of racism for saying that, but I think we should be honest and fearless on this point. It has nothing to do with Mexico and Mexican people. It has everything to do with Mexico's government and Mexico's drug cartels and Mexico's military and the corruption therein. It is a failed or failing state. There are parts of the country that have been overrun by the drug cartels that have taken the law into their own hands because the state of Mexico will not come and defend them. There are towns in Mexico that ran out the government officials and have taken to policing the towns themselves because the Mexican local officials were too corrupt and on the pay of the drug cartels. There are parts of the country under the control of the drug cartels. The drug cartels are running people across our border and Mexico does nothing about it. Mexico is a failed or failing state state. It is essentially a narco state. It is a criminal cartel enterprise as a nation state. Why can we not take military action against that? Why shouldn't we take military action against that? Donald Trump was right. The military could be used You know what's happened? The experts said if you legalize marijuana in this country, the uh, illegal marijuana would go away. Actually, the illegal marijuana is booming because of the legal marijuana business, because the legal marijuana business has become so regulated, so heavily taxed, um, so controlled by the state that illegal fields and illegal farms run by drug cartels are still cropping up. Uh, There was a story out in the New York Times. No, it was in the Los Angeles Times a while back. Uh, only in the last two months about police in parts of Northern California are getting shot at. Tourists have been killed because they're approaching illegally run marijuana farms where the drug cartels can produce the marijuana cheaper to keep up with the supply that the state decided to restrain. And in so doing, they're using massive amounts of water illegally. They're not paying for the water. The state is losing water, losing money, losing revenue and losing lives of its citizens because their legalization effort emboldened the cartels. And by the way, if you listen to conservatives who told them this would happen, well, the experts begged to disagree. And now the experts are horrified that Donald Trump would want to bomb these drug cartels. We are at war. Al-Qaeda was at war against the United States before the United States wanted to admit we were at war. The drug cartels are at war with the United States long before the United States wants to admit it, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if China was in on the deal, given the amount of fentanyl going from China to Mexico to be uh, laced into drugs coming into the United States. It wouldn't surprise me if the drug cartels in Mexico are allied with China. We're going to have a Chinese communist allied state on our southern border if we don't get a clue. Mexico is a failed or failing state. It is barely at this point a nation state. It can't even control its southern border. It's allowing so many refugees to come across and head to our country through it. 
we need to rethink differently about Mexico. Donald Trump tried. He should not be condemned for trying to think differently about Mexico when what's happening in Mexico is a deterioration on our southern neighbor, which is going to spill over into our country. But the media would prefer to play laugh at Trump. Remember there was a story out when Trump just became president that someone started a 24-7 guerrilla feed on the TV it was like a news network that Trump became obsessed watching gorillas on this feed. And it was piped in from the White House. It was all a stunt, and he became obsessed. And he was staring at the gorilla TV show all the time and only wanted to watch the gorilla TV show. And it became a novel way for them to distract him from Fox News. And he would watch the gorilla channel instead. And it was all a hoax. It never happened. And all the very same experts believed it and ridiculed Trump about it. They laughed at him. Everyone who had any sort of sense knew it was too good to be true except the experts. And now the experts tell us to trust them. You really can't take on the drug cartels. You really can't do anything. We have to do something. We have to think differently. And we should probably start by stopping our listening of the experts. Everybody asked me about bowl and branch sheets. I actually put up a picture the other day. We got some in our house because we order from them. We actually are customers. They're like, oh my gosh, are they really that good? Yes, they get softer every single time you wash them. I mean, they use 100% organic cotton threads. They're super soft. You get such a good sleep. They have just the great weight to them. Like I had a pair of sheets we actually threw away when we replaced them with Bull and Branch where is they were just like too light and also not very soft. The Bull and Branch, they're perfect. The drape across your body when you sleep, absolutely perfect. Bull and Branch uses the highest quality threads on earth for superior softness, for a better night's sleep. They've got over 10,000 stellar reviews. Their signature sheets come in nine neutral colors in all sizes from twin to California king you will feel the difference and they're 100 percent free from toxins no pesticides no formaldehyde no harsh chemicals get 15 percent off your first set of sheets when you use promo code Eric E-R-I-C-K at bolandbranch.com that's bolandbranch b-o-l-l-a-n-d branch.com the promo code is Eric E-R-I-C-K the police in Tampa are saying that the water has receded there, and that means Ian is approaching. The water in the storm surge it essentially gets sucked out. The The eye is a very low-pressure system, and the water under it rises, uh, and it pulls water in towards it. So as it approaches land, the water near the land gets sucked out to sea and then is brought back in with the storm surge that is happening down there. It is a very dangerous situation down there. If you are listening um, and you have time where you are to get out of the way, you should. If not, you need to take shelter somewhere. It's a dangerous situation. Let's go to the phones. Uh, yeah, I got some time here. I'm going to go David. David, you're going to be up first today. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good, sir. And yourself? Good. Well as well. Uh, I have a thought for an, uh, your screener said it might be a good question for you to ask. Would it be a good idea? Well, let me start this way. I've met several women who have had abortions, younger and especially, and they've regretted, every one of them have regretted doing that. Would that be a good ad for Herschel Walker to put on against, um, what's his name? Uh, Warnock. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know about that because, yes, you are, you're absolutely right. Um, a lot of women who have abortions later regret them. In fact, in my experience, the most militantly pro-life women are the ones who have had abortions previously. 
Um, I, my sense of things is that it would take Walker off message if he did that. Warnock is, or Abrams is really making the abortion message. Even Raphael Warnock isn't really making an abortion message right now. If Walker made the message about abortion, it would be taken away from the economy. It would be taken away from crime. It would be taken away from immigration. It would be taken away from Warnock's record. And I think in the last month of the campaign, it would probably be um, not good for him to do. Uh, Walker is actually campaigning in middle Georgia today. He's actually near my house. Uh, he, He has started his speech with, my pronouns are fed up. Yeah, that that's going to be interesting. Um, now you should know Glenn Youngkin, the governor of Virginia, came to Georgia yesterday to campaign for Brian Kemp. And Kemp, I thought it was kind of funny. Uh, wore a red vest. Uh, Youngkin is known for his vests, so Kemp wore one. And they went into the suburbs. Democrats seem to be convinced that they can win over suburban voters on the abortion message. It's what Stacey Abrams is doing. It's what Democrats around the country are doing right now um, is trying to make the case for abortion on demand, trying to make the case that abortion is why women should come out and vote, trying to make the case that women should punish Brian Kemp for signing a fetal heartbeat legislation, but he signed it before 2020, and Republicans in Georgia did okay in 2020. Republicans in Georgia actually got the most votes in the state House and state Senate combined. Republicans in Georgia got more votes than the Democrats. So I just don't think that it is a a smart idea for the Democrats to make this about abortion, nor do I think it's a smart idea for Herschel Walker at the end to pivot away from the issues that are drawing him close. Now, Democratic activists are very convinced that if you go out into the suburbs— you are going to flip uh, and find that it's actually turned into a bunch of Democratic areas. Some activists claim an ugly November for Republicans. Gina Trugman of Roswell, that's just north of Atlanta, said the U.S. Supreme Court's decision in overturning Roe v. Wade, which allowed Georgia's anti-abortion law to take effect, galvanized suburban women in ways that don't surface in polling, except that's not true. We actually know from the polling the people most uh, grieved about abortion are the ones most likely to talk to the pollsters. They're fired up about it, and they want everybody to know about it. And so if the polls are already counting those people, you can't think that there's some level of surprise there. This is one of the things you say when you are an activist who can't see any other way around your position. This is the way activists talk. This is the way they're like, there's really all of these people that I surround myself with on a daily basis agree, except they don't. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. You want a sense of how bad Ian is as it is now coming on shore in Fort Myers, Florida, all the Waffle Houses are now closed. That's kind of your sign that this is a very big deal storm. Now, 
I want to get to phone calls. We have people waiting patiently. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Let's go to Roger. You're up first. Roger, welcome to the Eric Erickson Show. Oh, my gosh, Eric. Waffle houses are closed in Florida. I yeah, don't know I, what I'm going to do. What is Florida man going to do? This is like the origin story for Florida man. He's going to be out there having to eat bath salts and go nuts. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it is bad. Now, the, the reason why I called, I'll, I'll be quick, is um, regarding the drug cartels in Mexico. I, I'm not advocating for attacking them one way, one way or the other because I don't know enough information about it. But um, it just seems kind of strange to me that we're worried about going into Mexico when we killed Osama bin Laden. I, I think it was in Pakistan, Sakari, I think in Iraq or Afghanistan. And there's one or two other ones, maybe Soleimani in a different country. So I don't know. I don't understand the distinction and all the angst about discussing going into Mexico and attacking the drug cartels. Because as you say, um, they're killing our people um, with impunity. So yeah, they are. I, I, look, I, I think I, I think it's worth doing. What, what was the um, what was the the Tom Clancy book? Was it Clear and Present Danger? Uh, which one was it? Where that they they sent special forces down to Central America to go after the drug cartels? I I think something like that's got to happen. Uh, they these people are killing Americans, willfully doing so. As they destabilize Mexico itself, we do not want to give China another enclave in Central America. That is going to happen. That is so easily foreseeable, given the situation down there. Now, back to the phones we go. Uh, Gerald, welcome to the Eric Erickson Show. Gerald, how are you? Doing great. Hang on. I'm doing great, Eric. What do you think about Tobachar uh, saying that if we vote for the Democrats, they can stop the hurricane? Well, I, I mean, have you gotten vaccinated, Gerald? I mean, if you haven't gotten vaccinated, how are you going to stop the hurricane? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I mean, that, I don't know if you heard that audio from earlier. That's Joe Biden saying to prepare yeah. for the hurricane, get vaccinated. Yes. Uh, hang, the, hang the mask over your door so the storm passes you by. Um, yeah, it's, it's so bizarre. This, Yeah, for those of you who don't know what Gerald's talking about, I played the audio yesterday. Amy Klobuchar, senator from Minnesota, was on Morning Joe and essentially said, we, we passed climate change, uh, and, and here comes this hurricane. you got to vote for us to solve the climate. Uh, you remember the whole Barack Obama. This is this. Wait, you know what? I've got the audio. Um, I always I keep it on file in my soundboard at all times. Yeah, Gerald, listen to this. Remember this one. This was the moment when the rise of the oceans began to slow and our planet began to heal. This was the moment when we ended a war and secured our nation and restored our image as the last best hope. Now, keep in mind, he gave that speech, I think, in Berlin. Uh, ich bin ein Berliner. Oh, Bob. I, I mean, <laughs> he gave it in Berlin. He didn't even give it in the United States. Uh, the, the idea that if you vote for Democrats, the world will heal. Uh, the only reason the world heals is because Greta Thunberg stopped scowling. I just, it really is. I mean, these people, listen, I'm, I'm so glad you reminded me of that. Thanks for calling. Uh, it, it really is hilarious that the Democrats really do believe there's this cult-like belief that if only you put them in power, the world will heal. 
The world is going to heal when you put the Democrats in charge, people. Mother Earth votes Democrat. Jesus was a socialist. <laughs> the whole number is 877-973-7425. Change will not come if we wait for some other person or if we wait for some other time. We are the ones we've been waiting for. You know, what, 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 this, this clip, both of these, the man was so full of poop. The man was so full of poop, and, and he was allowed to make these soaring pronouncements and soaring rhetoric, and, and the media got priapism from it. I mean, it lasted more, four, more than four hours. They had to go consult the doctor after listening to one of his speeches. Any one of his speeches on this sort of stuff. And, and he promised that this was the when the rise of the oceans begins to subside, and yet it did not. Um, it's continued to get worse. His failure, of course, but it's always someone else's failure. It's always someone else's failure. It's never their failure, never to blame. It's it just kind of silly that... We keep coming back to this sort of stuff and their obsession on climate with these things. Well, I look, I, I you know, actually, before I move on to anything else, I, I should, uh, buddy of mine, Ryan, sent me this story, Michael Bastich at The Daily Caller. As Hurricane Ian bears down on Florida's Gulf Coast, the liberal media is desperately trying to score political points by linking the near Category 5 storm to man-made global warming. Calling on their go-to activists and scientists, the media has pummeled us with headlines such as Hurricane Ian intensifies into monster with climate markings, which was republished in, of all places, Scientific American. NPR went with Hurricane Ian's forecast shows the impact of a changed climate. The Associated Press claimed the hurricane, quote, is quickly gaining monstrous strength as it moves over oceans partly heated up by climate change. And they quote a scientist who calls Ian a harbinger of what's to come. The media narrative is shockingly simple yet light on data. Per CNN, quote, Ian's rapid intensification is something scientists say is becoming more likely for hurricanes as the climate crisis advances, pushing ocean temperatures higher and laying the groundwork for them to explode at breakneck pace into major deadly hurricanes. So what Bastich did is he called Tom Knutson. Who is Tom Knudsen? He is the senior scientist at the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. It's difficult to attribute all of the characteristics of individual storms like Ian to climate change, says Newton. He's authored scientific reports, usually heralded by the liberal media, such as the National Climate Assessment. If there's one person who understands it, it's him. Ian is just one case out of the population or one sample of the current statistical characteristics of storms, Newton says. Now, Newton smacked down a speculation that the science provided a clear link between Ian and greenhouse gas emissions. Is it surprising? He's the author of the NOAA's own scientific assessment, the scientific consensus, you will, on hurricanes. And to answer what that scientific consensus is, is that there's not a clear link. You would expect more frequent and bigger storms, and yet we're not getting more frequent storms, nor are we actually getting bigger storms. Some of the storms are big and we pay attention to those, but they're not all fitting the pattern. 
The reality is people are making a whole lot of it when maybe there isn't much there because it's to drive an agenda. It's not actually to solve a problem. Now, there's another agenda the left is driving, and that is the transgender agenda. They're, they're trying to normalize it, trying to mainstream it. Uh, I want to play you this audio. This is an NCAA swimmer from the Ivy League who was upset when, uh, what's his name, Thomas, decided he was a girl and decided to go swimming in the NCAA and started beating them all. Listen to this. Riley, what were your thoughts? And what do you think the teammates of the University of Pennsylvania swimmer, as well as uh, the one they were competing against? It seemed like a total mess last year. Yeah, it was a total mess. Um, I actually had a ton of Leah Thomas's teammates reach out to me personally and thank me for what I'm doing because this is something they deal with every single day. Um, but of course, they're intimidated, they're threatened, um, they're emotionally blackmailed. I have so many examples of what these Ivy League schools have said to their swimmers um, and hopes to not get them to speak out. Uh, one of those examples being um, an email sent to the Ivy League swimmers saying that if you feel uncomfortable changing in an area where you will see male genitalia, here are some resources and you should seek counseling. Really? Yeah, yeah you <laughs> yes. seek counseling. That's unbelievable. It's like the world is upside down. It is like the world is upside down, uh, that the, the women should seek counseling for being upset about a guy being in the women's locker room. Here's Governor Glenn Youngkin. Governor Glenn Youngkin came to the Atlanta suburbs to campaign for Governor Brian Kemp yesterday. Yeah, this is a this is a moment for all of us to step back and actually assess and fully understand what these draft policies are about. Um, we first want to love every kid, and we want to make sure that we're protecting their dignity and their privacy and their safety. And, and the difference in what our policies are really focused on is indeed bringing parents fully in. My predecessor uh, issued policies that, in fact, excluded parents, and I don't think that's correct. And Virginia voters spoke loudly about that, that last year. And so the draft policies, which are up for 30 days of comment, are, are fully focused on bringing parents into that discussion as a primary decision maker, not to exclude a trusted teacher or a trusted advisor or counselor, but to recognize that these most important decisions must involve parents. And, and this is a moment for us to also recognize that, that our families are so important. The, the children don't belong to the state. They belong to families. And so as, as uh, children are dealing with uh, important topics, parents have to be at the center. And that's what these policies are all about. For those of you who missed this, Glenn Youngkin's administration has unveiled policies on how to deal with transgenderism in classrooms. And one of the controversial bits of policy, this, this is controversial is that if a child expresses an alternate gender identity from their biology, that the school can't hide it from the parents. Glenn Youngkin pointed out that you can't give a child an aspirin in a school without calling the parents. Why should you be allowed to have a child transition to another gender without calling the parents? And what happened? In progressive enclaves in northern Virginia, a bunch of white kids walked out of school at the urging of their teachers. And yes, they were urged by their teachers to do it. And that's gotten missed in the dominant media conversation. I mean, they, the man's not wrong. I am a parent. It would infuriate me if my children's school was hiding something from me about my child that they knew. 
that I as a parent have a right to know. The kids are mine. The kids are not theirs. I tell my kids all the time, they're my property. Stop back talking me. Doesn't work, but still makes it clear. They're, they're mine. They're not the states. They're not the schools. They're not anybody else's. They're my responsibility. If something happens to my child, I get the blame. Uncle Sam doesn't get the blame. I get the blame. I'm in charge of them. I'm responsible for them. They belong to me. I have the right to raise my children to reflect my values and my faith and see the world as I see it. Even if they come to a different understanding of the world, I get first dibs on shaping their worldview. And these progressives in charge think somehow they can do it better and they can hide from the parents. The time from hiding from parents is over. And frankly, if we had more parents willing to be involved, we would have less societal problems with what we're dealing with right now with kids, where they're going on TikTok and being lured in. I mentioned this the other day. There was a, There's a study out now that kids who spend a lot of time on TikTok are developing Tourette's except they're not developing Tourette's. They're developing tics from watching Tourette's influencers on social media. The more kids watch these Tourette's social media influencers, the more they begin to develop verbal tics that express as Tourette's. It's a very fascinating study about how these social media outlets can become mental viruses. The same thing is happening with gender dysphoria in this country. Kids are going online, getting on TikTok, they're curious about the subject, and they get roped in, and they get the mental virus of thinking, oh, this is me, this is me. I'm going to go to school, and my teacher's going to cover it up from my parents. They can't do that in Virginia anymore, and the teachers are furious about it. Think about that. The teachers want to be able to hide what's happening with the parent's child from that parent. It breaks down trust in the academy in ways that is not healthy for our society. Now, before I go to break, I got to tell you about the Eden Pure Thunderstorm, uh, in large part because, you know, I've used mine in the last week and it really does just work at, at wiping out bad odors. I was staying in a cottage where someone had used the fireplace, so it had a little smoky fireplace odor. And just turned it on, walked away, came back, and it had wiped out the odors. It works. You can get three of them from EdenPureDeals.com. You put in discount code ERIC3, E-R-I-C-K-3, on the website, and you can get three Eden Pure Thunderstorms for less than $200. You're actually saving $200, and you get free shipping. EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is ERIC3. You get one for upstairs, one for downstairs, one for your RV, your car. I keep one in my suitcase when I'm traveling. Yes, it is an air purifier that gets rid of the mildew, the pollen, the mold, the bacteria. But how I use it is an air odor eliminator. It eliminates pet box, litter box odors. It eliminates pet odors. It eliminates the wet dog odor. It eliminates tobacco, smoky odors. It eliminates musty odors. It wipes out odors. It packs a wallop. You can plug it in with a USB cord in your car or you can plug it directly into the wall. EdenPureDeals.com. Eden like the Garden of Eden. EdenPureDeal.com. The discount code is ERIC3, E-R-I-C-K, the number three, no space. EdenPureDeal.com. Discount code ERIC3. Hi there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number, if you want to be on the program, 877-973-7425. I want to go back to the phones to Gary. Welcome to the show, Gary. How are you? Hey, Eric. Uh, this is uh, Gary from Publix again. Oh, and excellent. I just want to let you know, yeah, the uh, baby food formula has not improved at all. 
You know, I, got- you're not alone. There was actually a story in the Washington Post yesterday I didn't get to yesterday that, yeah, the, the, the baby formula shortage hasn't gone away even if the media coverage has. No, no. But listen, I'm 66 years old. I lived in California and Las Vegas back in the 70s. Got to see Elvis and Sinatra. Um, I lived in Florida. I was born in Florida. I lived in Florida for the last 30 years, moved up here five years ago. I've been through earthquakes. I've been through some of the biggest earthquakes in California and Northridge in 71. I've been through tornadoes, lived in Vegas at 130-degree weather. I've seen floods in Las Vegas, and I've been through Hurricane Andrew in, and every hurricane past that in Florida, and I have never seen a difference in the change in any of the weathers. So, yeah, you know, I'm glad you say this, Gary. It is a it's a historic note that the left never pays attention to that. These these storms tend to have a rhythm and they tend to follow this rhythm. And this storm is no different in that rhythm. Now, I want to go to real quick. I want to play you this audio from Fox News happened a short time ago. Um, this is the meteorologist for Fox News who's down in Fort Myers. Uh, we drove in here from uh, Fort Myers Beach uh, hours ago to ex- uh, escape the surge. And, you know, we were it was very calm at that point. And now look at it as another heavy band is making its way through here. Uh, the bay is just down there, which is where we've been reporting for the past couple hours. And the boats starting to rock back and forth. The tarps getting whipped out. Uh, there are garbage cans flying all around uh, this area of uh, downtown Fort Myers. And you know, you just feel it unraveling as Ian is making its way in just to the north of us. Uh, and I've got the helmet because this is uh, debris central here. On top of that, not even large, large ob- objects, but even little branches and leaves, when it, they get whipped this hard, they hurt, they hit your face. They hit your head, and you want to be careful. Uh, but this is a, a very serious situation. That's happening right now. I actually posted about uh, 10 minutes ago in Fort Myers, Florida, as Hurricane Ian is coming ashore there. Wind gusts top 100 miles per hour uh, as it comes in. We're keeping an eye on this development. We're also keeping an eye on the markets, which are doing really well today, and we'll talk about that when we come back.